This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. What's going on, y'all? Good. What's going on, Prof? Hi, hi, Dr. Carr. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, Professor Hunter. How are you? I'm uh, good. Uncle Jasenib. Uncle Uja Seneb. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I would. I would. Uh, you know what? The Nubians are coming in. So when y'all come in, somebody read my shirt. But anyway, we'll come back in a minute. Oh, do, do that again. Just pause I'll, it. I'll get in. Hold on. Let's see. Let's see. Can y'all? Yeah. I just, I just okay. threw on the shirt. I was in the other room and I was looking for uh, equal justice under law, Constance Baker Motley's um, uh, her her autobiography, memoir of sorts. And I couldn't find it. And I think I might have put a, the couple of copies I have, both of them in stores, but somewhere between Philadelphia, because you know, she made transition in 2005. I was still living in Philly. So it's probably in one of those 12, 1300 boxes I got in storage. So that's unfortunate. I had a lot of other stuff, though. I mean, like, this is only a fraction. I can't wait until we have these conversations when I, ha- I have my library. Then we can have a different kind of conversation, I this think. Is why, this is why institutions, as you say, and uh, we were talking before we hit um, go live about the importance of the iron sharpening iron, the importance of having people in your life that you can communicate with because living in a silo and even being black in a silo, meaning as a community, that's not that's not the move. That's why this Pan-African global perspective that I think we've codified here on so many levels, watching Nduku and, you know, on Monday, Ooh. I mean, I'm like, you know, this this is the really the global majority come to life. And, you know, that couldn't be possible without the back and forth. Like people. Oh, no, no question. People, and say, oh, well, this is, oh, just all we need is Dr. Carr and we can just, mm-hmm. you know, all we need is Karen. You know, it's like there's alchemy here, you know, yeah. and the alchemy is magnified by being in Nubia and in that, and the the Chad and the, you know, all, and it's all energy. And I don't think people understand. So, you know, when you texted me yesterday, the first person I heard from uh, that the Black, uh, what is it called? The BNC, the Black, Black News Channel. channel. Mm-hmm. had gone out of business you just demonstrated part of the challenge with them because here you are aware of media globally a deep-rooted veteran who is literally on the air seven days a week and b b b that's their problem how are they not in front of your face all the time but anyway go ahead I, that that's interesting that you said that yeah i got the text from you he was you know he said well Roland just sent me this and I, and I was like, get ready yeah, to go on the air. I was like, do I talk about it on the air? And I, so I'm going, oh, wow. I'm processing it because uh, four years ago, JC Watts reached out to Sirius XM, right? Because he was doing this because he, before there was, before the billionaire it was just JC Watts and a few investors and they were launching this thing and they wanted really to- only, there really are only like three black people in the governance structure at that level when you didn't lose. Huh? This is another piece of the puzzle. I'm sorry, please. I'm just stunned. Go ahead, please. Go ahead. So go ahead. <laughs> so, I'll get a call. Do you, you know, we're going to meet with these people. We want you in a meeting. Da, da, da. And I was like, okay. Okay. So I'm in a meeting and I'm like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. But how do it free us? I didn't even know those phrases. I didn't know that phrase yet. But you said it. It was. <laughs> so I said, why do we need this? I said, we have. Joe, you know, Joe Madison, um, been, been on Sirius XM before it was Sirius XM, no 15 plus years. 
we're talking a civil rights activist, NAACP out of Ohio, Dayton, you know, walked the, walk the trail of the Underground Railroad, registering people to vote, registering millions of people to vote back in the 80s and 90s, like this. And then every day, his his edict, before I even got there, was how do it, you know, not the how mm-hmm. do it free us, but what are you going to do about it? Like, right. a, talk is cheap oh. and it's and it's empty mostly. Especially so I, cheap talk, right. Cheap talk is the cheapest of all. <laughs> so, so coming into the space of radio as a journalist, I'm not an activist. I'm like, how do I carry the thread? Well, what journalism does, what real good journalism does is it, mm-hmm. it, it conveys for people and it curates for people what's important. And over a 16 year period, I learned that I could have power magnifying stories nobody was gonna magnify. And that was kind of my hallmark is finding the the obscure, not just the obscure, the untold, the unseen and bringing it to the forefront. And so I was like, how can I do that in a radio space and still be entertaining and do all the things? Because radio needs to do a lot of things, you know, which is why we have Foolish's Friday and other things. Of course. But, but of they came in with this, you know, whole, you know, glossy presentation and they were going to, they want to be the news of the, and I'm like, well, we do news. Every one of us from Madison on, we right. all do news. So why do we need this? And it's not even better than what we do. So to their credit, like, let, me, let me just say serious exam was like, okay, thank you. No, thank you. And then I said, you know, off mic, I don't see this lasting long. So yesterday when you sent me that, I sent it to the people. Yeah, because you, what, what anybody can see who's paying attention and it's no disrespect. No, no disrespect no. to any of the people. Cause listen, Please. those checks were good. Those, no. They got checks to sit in front of that camera and do that thing. Well, those checks were good. I mean, uh, quite frankly, and I've done probably, I don't know, maybe a couple of dozen since they've been around. Uh, is it called hits in the media, uh, like interviews, what have you call it? And mm-hmm. I was never, you know, I know Mark Hill for many, many, many years, my friend. And uh, I don't know Charles Blow or any of them, but uh, the sister Tashani, uh, brother Mike, who's in sports, is a Hill. I think he was one yeah, of the right, 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 right. right. Sharon Reese was in Philly when you know she was on the air Philly. But though that's different than the and I'm and I'm not saying this out of disrespect, I'm saying it because clearly in listening to them, including several of my former students, that's different than those kids that were calling me for the hit or sending me the link. I mean, they out of a job too. And see, everybody else who you name has other things, you know what I'm saying? This is almost like a but I don't know what's going to happen to those kids, the, the, the ones who are doing the grunt work, who are doing the, you know, linking up the stuff, who are saying that the link fails. Here's the number, Dr. Carr, link back. Man, and the boy calm for a minute, act like he wasn't going to pay them. 230 people out of a job. Out of a job, like yo. That, like that. True. And didn't pay them for two weeks. But right. that's, that's neither here. I mean, that's here. That's True. definitely here. And that's something that, you know, um, and I, I'm grateful to Roland for making that like screenshotting the, you know, I was like, oh. Yeah, the one thing about our brother Roland Martin, he was never scared to tag you. And apparently he reached out to the boy Khan. He reached out to, and Mark was like, they're not getting paid, which he was really what Mark was doing was trying to protect those people who really do need that check. And then even Mark didn't realize Roland went on the warpath. <laughs> because like you, you know, y'all know what it means to meet a payroll. That's some serious business when you when somebody can't pay their rent. So anyway, I mean, I, but this I'm grateful for you helping us think about this because it isn't just a story. This is human beings. Please tell us something. What are you thinking about this? So you know, I was like moving forward, and I had I even had this conversation yesterday, you know. We sit in this space. Um, we have narrative that was born out of in class with Carr, which I'm so grateful. Um, 
and, and narrative. And I, and I, you know, on Sirius XM, I have access to 40 million people every day. And it's right, million, yeah. which is why, you know, there's a level of not just confidence, but understanding because I'm like, I'd like numbers, believe it or not. I'm like into the numbers. I mean, I mean, you know, I'm like, not a math person, but I'm into numbers and money and business. And I'm, so I've been watching for the last 10 years, the ratings, right? Mm. And so I, you know, I can rattle off how, who, who has the ratings and what I've been seeing, what I know, what I know, the highest ratings on cable news right now is, is of course, Fox, MSNBC, sometimes, you know, with Rachel Maddow, Mesa Plant, but the highest number that they've reached is like 3.7 million. Hmm. That's not a lot of people, okay? And I think BNC had like 4,000 viewers. Right. So, you know, so put yeah, that The best week was last week with the Kataji brand. They had the most ever. Yeah. Put it in perspective though, you were averaging like 4,000 viewers. So the most ever was what? Was it 100,000? Was it 25,000? With so, access to millions, 24 hours a day. What does that tell you? Can you help walk me through this? Walk all of us through this. What does that tell you about the place now of broadcast media when you have access literally to millions and you get four to ten thousand to a hundred thousand well you tell me i mean this is no a, no no this it's is why i was it was very easy for me to say why do we need them i know we have millions of listeners on sirius xm now i wish all of them would come with us over the narrative but i also realize that we're building a bandwagon you're gonna jump on it when it's rolling <laughs> when, you, when, the, when the wheels, you know, but we need people who are going to help build the bandwagon or help build the vehicle through which we're going to get free. Not a lot of people want to do that. So I also know that, Dr. Carr. So in the building of even narrative, and Carl, Carl and Uranus will tell you this, not only am I frugal, you know, we could do a lot of things here with the lower thirds. I could send a camera crew out. We could have all of the bells and whistles. But why are you here? You're here to get this knowledge, right? And if it's packaged in something really beautiful, is that going to make the knowledge any greater? Is that going to make it any better? So I made a calculated, not risk, because I knew I knew what I knew. Once I sat in, in community with you, I'm like, I think I spent a whole lot of money doing this. Let's build for the future. So I have, you know, built for us to be here five years without needing anything, right? They'll tell you that. So everybody's covered. That's I'm taking no salary. I'm not taking mm -hmm. any money. Thank God for Hunter College because I don't even really need Sirius XM because I have a full-time job that pays me with benefits. It allows me to build differently than somebody that doesn't have those things. Like I've always got a safety net. Thank you. Uh, and I've been there for 20 years. I got a pension. I'm good. So can I sit in this and build and not have to worry about being super wealthy? I don't need to be super wealthy. I need this to be here. And I need everybody who's paid to get paid and never have to worry about not getting paid. And I need everybody who's in this space to never worry about it going away. We're 107 episodes in class with Carr. 107. Haven't missed a week. Haven't missed a week through death, through yeah. all kinds of things. Operations. <laughs> but, but there's a commitment to the long haul. This is not about capturing a market share of, of audience because that's what everyone's doing, right? So when you see, you know, breaking news, breaking news is about your algorithms. It's about the clicks. It's about getting the, the numbers so that you get the advertisers. So you can, and now, now we're feeding a beast and not the people. Teach. So when you come into a space and you're building a media outlet that says black on it, but it's not really about black people. It's about, again, grabbing black people, not feeding black people. You're going to always fail. Your presentation was all about numbers and this and that, but not about what are you giving us that we don't already have, which means you haven't even done your homework. Because if you were listening to the channel, you would go, okay, what can we give them 
that they don't already have. Walk us through. This is, I mean, for any number of levels, this is so fascinating to hear you say, I'm listening to you and I'm learning along with all of us. And you're making a very essential point about the nature of, again, the language may uh, be relatively new, but the concepts aren't. That was why we worked very deliberately in building the uh, the Africana Studies curriculum framework we built to have these categories, which are not new at all. The whole point was they weren't new, but the whole point was to give us some tools to be able to see what we have all been doing and thinking in our spaces and that we can do this collectively. But what you're demonstrating, reinforcing is the difference between a governance concept and a social structure concept. And in doing that, and you're talking governance in the sense that a cat like Watts, Congress, former Congressman Watts, who, you know, was raised in member of the, 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 the GOP, the Republican Party, electoral politics, which has become the home of white nationalism, which is why I refer to it as the white nationalist party, understanding that's a floating signifier, like we talked about last week in terms of parties. The Democratic Party for many years was the white nationalist party. That was the home of white nationalism. Now it has shifted most overtly to the Republican Party. But I sell it to say that navigating those social structure waters and we don't control Sirius XM, we don't control you know the bracket any of that here are some black people trying to conceptualize a black concept in a social structure that has been designed to keep blackness at the bottom of a hierarchy and i said i'm saying all that as a prelude to a question i want to ask you because since i'm listening to you walk through not only that experience and, and weaving it with all the arc of your experiences not only as an educator but as a practicing journalist as someone who has apprenticed many others and as a businesswoman, as a business person of African descent, in describing narrative in Nubia, evoking, again, showing us what the governance formation looks like and what its relationship to the social structure has been historically for the last several centuries in terms of black oppression, a concept that some people might refer to and some of these academics who write these books talk about, I'm talking about white facing books pretty much, Petite marinage and grand marinage. Petite marinage, meaning black people suffering from day to day, resisting, breaking tools, slowing down at work, doing whatever they need to do to get by, but at the same time resisting. And then there's grand marinage, meaning what? We just, we escaped. We ran off the plantation. We formed our own villages. We have our places, whether it be the Blue Mountains of Jamaica or the Dismal Swamp of Virginia, where narrative in Nubia in this social structure environment we find ourselves in. That's grand marinage. It's controlled by black people. It's on, and it was never everybody. But two things happened as a result. The grand marinage made the social structure have to open up and make concessions to those who couldn't escape yet, which is why this is where I want to ask you about this in, in a second. This will come to the question. And the other thing it did was, of course, it was never everybody. It's never going to be everybody. But what it did was provide not only hope, but a model that could enhance petite marinage and slowly build grand marinage. Now, here's the question. Listen to Roland last night, who talked about this on his, on his show. He talked about how when they came to him, they want him to host a 30-minute show, weeknightly show. And he, he said to them, in addition to everything else, which I won't get into, he says, <laughs> you know, you know, Roland, I mean, you know, one thing about black folk, the beautiful thing about it is we ain't all got to be the same. It's a beautiful thing, though, when we determine we going to own this. So within that governance formation, Roland says, it didn't even make business sense because if you do give me a 30-minute show, you got to put another 30-minute show on. So I don't even understand. But the 30-minute show they wanted to follow him with was Larry Elder, which is what leads me to the question. Watching BNC from 
its inception, its pitches, its initial pitches, which ain't at all what it was before it shut down yesterday, to where it came now, what do you think about the impact of those grand maroon spaces like this one or and other black spaces that pull B and C from an initial kind of black conservative white facing thing to where it ended up, which is very different than I'm sure you heard from JC Watts. Could you talk a little bit about it? Because I think no, impact of black self-determination did that. You know, I bring it up not to, you know, inside pool or what have you, but just no, to of course, say of course. that, you know, there was a, you know, there was a move to try to get into these spaces uh, before that that billionaire, uh, the Jaguars billionaire money came in. And then when the money came in, you know, what I what I saw was like, okay, we're gonna go get names, people with followings. Sure. And, you know, again, as somebody that has sat in the shadows in the, in the background for most of my career on purpose, mm-hmm. I've had a bird's eye view of what it takes to build people, right? What it, build, you know, sometimes things catch fire. You don't know why. And to be overnight, DeRay McKesson will have a million followers with the blue vest. And you're like, where did that come from? Where did Sean come Yeah. <laughs> I love how the young people are coining this term when they say I'm old enough to remember, but they're using it ironically like it yeah. was last year. That's so it. yeah, we're right. old enough to remember right. Ray McKesson, yeah. right? Yeah, but so <laughs> you sit you sit in these spaces and you go, wow, you know, these people, these people just boom and they hit the and they get the book deals and they get all blah, 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 and then and then you know the governance, the governance structure, the social structure comes in and it's like, oh, this person's hot. Give them a book deal, give them this, give them that. Oh, everyone, you know, and it becomes like from for me sitting watching it, and then black people jump on the bandwagon. And I was like, but it that's true. You know, yeah, what, what are we doing? So so for me watching it again, black facing model of what already doesn't work. And that's why I'm starting. Ooh. So if you're coming into a space that already is only getting at the pinnacle, 3.5 million a night at the pinnacle. At the pinnacle, right. Why would you model that and just put black people in there? Now, MSNBC and CNN already figured it out. They got Abby Phillips, and Laura Coates, and Joy Ann Reed, Tiffany Cross, Jonathan Cape. Like they already and going using, and using some of the governance formations as farm teams. Because yes. the more people I it's see, come on, and I like Laura. Co- Laura Coates, cool. I'm saying, but that was she was with Ken, and even with Roland. The the amount of people I look at. What's the sisters now on? Um, is it Tiffany Cross? Tiffany Cross, yeah. Tiffany, I used to be that when I would go in Rome's at TV. Oh, yeah, right. You'd be sitting right there. And next thing I know, she, but but here's the thing. And Rome made this point last night. You know, and like you, he said, I'm building for years forward and we're controlled. Plus, both of y'all understood that broadcast media was was gone. I mean, it was fast. But anyway, but, but the thing he, the point he made was very interesting. He said, um, and, and I've seen you do this. He's saying, you know, not only did y'all launch during a pandemic with a model that doesn't work, those other people have billions and they can lose money. And we started walking through how they lose money at Peacock. They lose money. Fox Soul. They're not making money, but they can afford to do that. You'll be out of business. <laughs> I don't understand. How do we not get that, Professor Hunter? Because we are, you know, it's we have not been conditioned to think critically about these things, right? We turn on the TV and we go, oh, black person. Yay! And we 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 hashtag and we get a trend. We are happy to see us, and we I'm happy to see us. So let me just be really clear. I'm happy to see us. I'm happy for the economy. Let me tell you, the amount of money you make for two minutes on on MSNBC as a contributor. Yeah, I was one for three years. Yeah, I I bought a house in Florida off that money. 
So I'm, I'm telling you, it's good money to just sit on the sidelines and tap in for two minutes a day. Hair and makeup. I get to go out afterwards. I look gorgeous. You made me want to cry. Hair and makeup is done. I'm going. So what are we doing tonight? All right. You made, you I'm made already me want to cry. I mean, you up. Car drops you off. You're living <laughs> lovely, doctor. Huh. Why? I mean, why you? Why would you? Why would you do that to me on a Saturday morning? I mean, I can count the times I was told if you would just put on a suit That's and just a little different. And I think about all of my friends, I ain't going to name nobody, but you could imagine who, who do have those contributor jobs. And I, sometimes I look at them, I've never said, if only I had, I just laugh because, but the money, the how money. do you, how do you, you know, one thing I, I will, I will say, uh, Milana Karengi used to say this all the time, back in the day when I was a kid, we were in grad school, we'd go watch them and they would all crack jokes. He said, if you live, and I'll say house of ill repute, <laughs> he said, if you live in a house of ill repute, Sooner or later, you're going to pull your money out. <laughs> In other words, you might think <laughs> that you can sustain, you can withstand. But when you put it that way, Professor Hunter, the most pure of gold mine, because I don't question anybody's motives, but damn, when they're making it rain like that, that's yeah. one of the reasons why I was like, no, nah, I don't ever even want to put myself in a position. But you you endured it for years and you still engage. How do you sustain yourself? Well, one, well once uh, once I uh, stepped out of line, they no. bent me, oh. paid me right? So <laughs> I'll never forget it. And John Stewart did a whole ass skit Larry <laughs> Wilmer on this thing that I, I said, uh, you know, Mitt Romney wants to be, he don't want to be president of the United States. He wants to be, wants to be president of Caucasian and because uh, I'm looking at a video and I don't got nobody in it but white people. I was like, OK. And then John Stewart took that and made it into a whole skit. And um, there must have been a call because I never went back on the air after that. <laughs> Somebody told me, don't, don't say it. Don't say it. I was like, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. But I realized I'm like, if, if I have to not say the things that I need to say, then I'm, OK. All right. So for like six months, you paid me to not be on the air. That's good. Um, and then in that moment, so, and I thank them. So let me say thank you to mm -hmm. every single outlet that tried to tell me um, to be different. And How then, about that? And then, and then, and then uh, didn't, you know, didn't award me with an opportunity as a result of my authenticity. You, you know that your ratings are up when I'm on, but you can't take what the possibilities are, which I heard this in the room. You can't control me right that's the issue so that's gotta be an issue because what it did was when i came into this new social structure space mm -hmm. i i uh played a different game and that game was build around me so it's not me at the center which is right. building and building and building and building and building and building and feeding and feeding and feeding and feeding which is what i'm going to do anyway and then let me just lay in the cut while i'm building around me so I'm not at the center. It's not about, it's not me. It's not me. It's not me. So you said institutions, people, individuals can't beat institutions. Can't beat so institutions. Without even knowing that, the goal was to build institutions. And that should be anybody that's starting a business, anybody that's starting anything, a movement or anything. Mm. It's got to be centered, first of all, on feeding people, but also on building institutions that will protect you from the the assassination of the individual whether it's character or physical right because then then everything's done right everything's done if you can get rid of the the individuals that's right but if you build the system and so i was like okay how do we do that because i'm gonna say something and i always often say on the radio you know so support my advertisers more importantly you know i don't own this space so do know 
that, you know, at some point, there's people like, I, I don't like what she said because it's happened to me, right? Any given moment, no question. So, so that's how narrative was born. That's how in class. So, first it was like, okay, YouTube is a thing. Okay, let's get on YouTube and we can go live on YouTube. What? Okay, we can stream that on YouTube. Genius. In, in, a min, in a minute, when the whole world was thrown into stop and people were looking, and it, isn't it amazing at a moment when we had a moment to ourselves and there was a flattening? So that people had choices, it really—I think which was one of the points I think Roland was making last night. You launched a broadcast network at a pandemic. You couldn't have known, obviously, but then here we are, and people sitting at their computer or looking on their phone can just as easily click this as they can their app for CNN or MSNBC. And what was so revealing, and it's still very revealing, is two things: one, how when you put everybody in the same line. The choices people make. That's why that clean glass of water metaphor we always talk about is so important. And the other thing is how that influences those quote unquote, I guess is it what's called legacy media places. Cause I laugh every time I hear the language of maroonage finding itself onto the air because we know that a hegemonic system, an oppressive system, when it feels itself teetering, will accommodate just enough of that resistance so they can stay in charge. And so I see, as I see some of, you know, as again, our, our friends and friends getting more bold in these white spaces, I'm like, you're, you're only able to do that because the people have started to choose something different. And these people here who pay you want to contain you, but they've created a space. So I wonder now in 2022, if you, if a Karen Hunter could say, because I'm listening to John Stewart say what you i'm saying that's because because ultimately that's what ends up happening no matter if it's a larry wilmore of course no matter whoever gets bold with it ultimately as is whether it be elvis whether it be thomas daddy rice jim crow they're going <laughs> to find a white man or bill maher who's going to say what the black person and then you say well damn i was saying no don't you understand you don't control this institution you've got to build your own institutions Gotcha. I mean, this is so well, well, more importantly, you know, and then I'll finish because I, I know we got a lot to get to today. No, no, this is this is actually all part of, you know, we're going to figure this out. Together. We, we, this is this what we do. Ultimately, anytime you imitate an imitator. Or you imitate the colonized, colonized, Ooh. you know, it's like. The, so that's always kind of been my goal to never. I'm not trying to imitate what you do. If you right. listen to the show, I know format. I've got, you know, I have all of the training to do exactly what you do. Exactly what probably you do. do it better. Do it better. Heels and backwards. That's But I'm like, but, right. But that, but when you gave the metaphor, when I asked you the question, I'll never forget it because it actually framed everything that I did afterwards. When you told me, and I asked you, Dr. Carr, how do we learn when we were in Africa before we were snatched in on, on those boats and, and brought mm. in this criminal enterprise? Mm. And you said, well, an elder would be around a tree. People of all ages and generations would be in a circle. And they would retell the stories of their history and imparted upon, at all ages, everybody. And I was like, mm. brilliant. Okay. That's, so, That's what Dubois said he saw. That's right. So, can I hit record? And every day, <laughs> every day we sit in this space with all generations, I got all over the country, all over the world, all over the world, having conversations that that breadcrumbs are dropped. History is at the center. Remembering who we are is at the center. 
connected. So, so no, there's no format. We're gonna we're gonna go a minute, uh, uh, fifty four minutes because we have commercial breaks here and we have commercial breaks there and we have to do it in this amount of time. And because this is a, you know, we just had a conversation which was nasty on uh, Wednesday with Howard French again, and our sister Tanya Payne. Yes, and I was like, I don't, I don't know what color the wall is gonna turn because I know Tanya is free. And Howard French is free-ish. Yeah. I think, which is one of the reasons why in listening to him even before Wednesday, talk about what it meant and means to be in this space and to be in a black space we can, you know, and I I didn't know Howard French. I've read his work for years, of course, admired him, brilliant scholar, well, brilliant communicator, but I never heard, it was just, it was so, it was so. I watched in real time because it happened to me with you. Now, now, actually, it happened way before you. Yeah. Because I've been in that, because they have forced me into the space. And I, again, I thank you. Because <laughs> I, I could have easily been co-opted. I'm not even going to sit here in front. That money is good. We, we could have, all of us. Easily. The, the, the fame, your name, your lights, the billboards, your, you know, it's like, it, it is intoxicating. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful that they, they gave me that, <laughs> that reality check. That yeah, you gonna only be able to go this far, niggers, <laughs> before we gonna take <laughs> your ass down. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm really niggers. right. Yeah, I'm really free. So y'all gonna y'all gonna hear from me again. All right, mm. thank you, thank you for the lesson. Thank but I, I watched him like I've never been questioned like this before. Did she just say I didn't go far enough in my book? He was like, I saw him like struggling with it and d- defending himself, and then he came to a realization that yeah, no, this is right. You're right. Right. But he know that he knew that he knows yeah, that. But he said the thing. He said, "Well, this is how we sell books. This is you know they're gonna. This is we we have to sell the books. Come on we're now, you know. And and the publishing industry is social structure, right? All day long until, until, until you drop you in there, or Paul Coates in there, or Hakeem Abudi in there, or, no. or, or, or or my man Kasahun Chikoli in Trenton with Africa World Press, which means you walk in a bookstore in D.C., New York, L.A. Cape Town, Johannesburg, Accra, and Africa World Press books. Adis, what the hell? Yeah, Chikoli figured it. Kasahun figured it out. <laughs> Bob, Bob Chikoli said, and and the thing is, those three publishers, Black Classic Press, Africa World Press, Third World Press, they work together. And now Nubian Narrative, Paul, with you, they, stop paying attention to these people. You ain't we, got the free. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've been chasing their model. Mm-hmm. They chase, as they chase our numbers. So I mean, hold on. That's that's bar. Will you please break that, that, down. Break that down. We're chasing the oh, the acceptance, you know, the book deals, the, the accolades, but they're actually chasing our our numbers. They're chasing our bodies. They're chasing our because we over-index black people over-indexed. Anybody will tell you that. And all of the product buying, all of the all of those ads that you see. Now yeah. it's not a coincidence you're gonna see black people in all of the ads. Jake is Jake from State Farm is black. Like we over-index. They know that they got the numbers. So 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 they're gonna cherry pick us to place us in things that we're chasing to be just like them. You, Instead you know, of I, I, I was in our hip hop. I was in our hip hop class this week, and we we're reading. We just finished uh, Jeff Chang's book, Can't Stop, Won't Stop, and we were in chapter, I guess, 18 or 19. He lets, he sets it up in four loops in terms of hip hop, going back from the 60s Love coming that. forward, right? And and in loop four, their, their final assignment is to do an oriki to hip hop. So we've been building all semester, bringing stuff in. When we 
discuss the pages where he discussed the creation of SoundScan. And the industry, before SoundScan, as you know better than I do, because this is the period we're really now in the, we're covering the decade of the 80s and then into the 90s. So, of course, Nelson George and them, Greg Tate's at the Village Voice. Hip-hop criticism is beginning to be born. My man, Kari Katwana at the Source, and they talk about the history of the Source magazine, all that. Anyway, long story short, when SoundScan shows up, and they put that barcode on the back of the CDs and the albums, and you can see literally who's buying. Rolling Stone them used to have the rock bands, and it's the top record. This the truck. When SoundScan came in, they found out country music was number one purchase in the country, and hip hop was number two. It completely trained. But until then, they didn't have a way. Uh, the, the critics could still dictate. Oh, these are the hottest. No, these people buying country music and hip hop. To your point, the numbers complete. And you could just see the young people, they were like, damn. So yeah, this was the point that Ken was trying to tell them a couple years ago when we before COVID hit, we were sitting there and he was talking about how uploading changed everything and how they just sit back to see which video pops on TikTok. 